Hi, and welcome to the Making Our Way podcast. This week, we talked to Nick and Christy from the Maker Collab about their new collaboration, the Maker Collab University. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Great to see you this week. What up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on, Dean? What have you been up to? Oh, man. It looks like a full-on Chinese textile sweatshop over here right now. I have like looms and looms <laughs> of canvas. I have 500 buckles. I have multiple different colors of webbing. Um, and I am beyond excited about my Maker Camp swap item. Um, so nice. if you haven't seen, I'm doing a bag, a tool roll bag. Uh, even though the haters out there mm-hmm. said there's no reason for this product, I'm still pushing forward with it. And uh, I've had a whole <laughs> lot of happy accidents and mistakes that led to revelations. Uh, I've, I did a first, like, um, I think I talked about it probably previously. I did just a first draft try and, uh, that came out. Okay. And then I did a, a, a first full size version and that one was okay. I learned a few things. And then this last weekend I did V2, which I tried to get as Okay. This is my final process. I'm going to nail down my order of operation. When do straps have to go on? When does this have to go on? That have to go on and get my process down. And man, I discovered some great things that's going to make the fight. I'm making the final bag this weekend. I discovered some great things to make the final bag. Awesome. Uh, basically I finished this bag up on Tuesday night and I brought it to work with me on Wednesday and I just kind of went around work and I showed people the bag. I explained what it was and asked for feedback. Got a lot of great tips. Uh, one, um, so the bag's canvas. I'm, I'm going to do a wax canvas. I got this really cool inch and a half webbing that I've got this really neat multi, uh, multi-handle design it can be held like a tote kind of two-handle or it's it expands to like an over-the-shoulder kind of thing i've gotten some requests for pockets which i'm still trying to decide on um, but Mm. i have a i have a methodology where you can do the pocket that the strap would go behind and it would still kind of work um i've gotten some feedback to add some more leather accents the leather i've got these ethan Mm. made me some leather handles uh what do you call corset stitched leather handles that I put on V3 of the bag and they really pop. So I'm going to add some leather in a few more places. And uh, I've got a request to change the buckle from plastic to metal so that it doesn't uh, break. It's not a you know failure point. That was great feedback. I got some really cool uh, Cobra buckles, I think Austin called them. Um, so I, that was would just hit the floor because I did one right here at the desk. But uh, I've got some of those in and I, I'm just really excited. And beyond that, I went to Twisted Arrow this week to show Clayton to give get some more feedback from him. And you know, he had some things I didn't think about. I'm doing canvas and, and stitching. He's like, dude, the first sharp tool they put in here, this is going to rip. You really need to put a support here or this there. And so uh, I think we're going to come oh, out with nice. something really awesome. And he's excited about the bag. And so we're going to work on it this Saturday. And if he can make it make financial sense, uh, he may start selling them in his store. So we'll hmm, work out cool. a deal where like wow, this bag I that's designed, exciting. yeah, they'll sell in a store. So I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen or, or could happen or whatever, but I, I may make a handful of them. Uh, I, I was thinking too, if, if I made 10 of them, I could almost buy a sewing machine that I've been wanting. So um, this may be the next thing that I, I try to make a handful of and, uh, and put out there for people and do just some real wild one-off designs with some uh, special fabrics or materials or wild colors, whatever I can come up with. But uh, I'm super excited about this item that I wouldn't have made except for uh, the maker swap. And that's what kind of got me back here stitching up a storm. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool to uh, to see somebody that's going to go through and make, you know, V1, V2, V3, trying to perfect it instead of just, you know, well, I've settling said, for your first well, go. And I, I hate, I feel, I don't hate, but I feel bad for people who try something one time and then they judge themselves on V1. Like I bought my wife, one of these Wooble uh, knitting kits. It's like little creatures and it's a knit and it's all, oh, yeah. all in one bag. The little crochet. Yeah. Yeah. Crochet. That's it. I know there's a difference in critic. Yeah. I hope the crocheters and knitters out there don't lynch me, but I know there's a difference. Um, but she tried to do one and it looked like shit. And she's like, I'm not creative. I'm like, no, it's not that you're not creative. It's that this is your first try by the fourth one. It'll look amazing. You know, just give it a few goes because you're going to learn along the way of how to make stuff better. I'll give you an example. So V1 of this bag, I was convinced that I wanted the outside left to wrap all the way around and become the tool roll. And then the outside of the right of the bag was going to be the addition because I wanted the tool roll strong. And it threw me for loops because you stitch a bag inside out. Well, 
I can't stitch it inside out because the tool roll is also the outside. So it was like the outside of the outside is the inside. And, and it was a mess. So then for V2, I was like, oh, well, I'll cut a slit and slide the tool roll in and just double stitch. And I still ran into a problem where I was having to pull the tool roll out of the side of the bag. And it was just a mess. So for V3, I said, I'm not doing that. The tool roll is going to be its own thing. I'm going to stitch it independently and then just stitch it on the bottom with a real secure stitch. And what ended up happening is now I've created a situation where there is a pocket that I can slide a hardboard or, or something to add rigidity to the bottom of the bag. Now, because of this pocket, when you convert it to backpack style, the bag won't collapse because I have a rigid structure in there. And it's only available because of this third iteration change allowed me to incorporate this into the bag. So, hmm. you know, even through accidents and mistakes, you set yourself for opportunities for successes. And I was really excited about that. So anybody out there, again, right, just throwing in their first shit into the pile because they don't want to give away something they spent time and money on. That's fine. I get it. Uh, that ain't going to be me, dog. I mean, you're not going to say, look at this piece of shit I got from Dean Duplantis. Um, You're going to get <laughs> something that, that you like. Or if you don't like it, you can at least sell it on eBay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I did. The, I mean, that same thing for me. I screwed up the uh, the first, you know, um, pin box that I met, that I machined on the CNC. Just just went too deep, and uh, people were like, "Oh, that sucks." You, know, you can probably salvage it, and I'm like, "Why? Why? I'll just make another. Like, just make another one. Use this one for my laser tests." Like, yeah. And you know. I love that you did the pin box so early because it kind of gave me a barometer of like, okay, this is the expectation. You know, I can easily hit the 3D printers running right now. I could easily just print something out or whatever. But I'm like, Austin's bringing brass and walnut. I got to bring something. I'm bringing leather and and lace. (laughs) But you get the lace later on. You can see Emmett about the lace. As long as you're, yeah, don't be wearing it. That's all I ask. (laughs) You got to wear, it's game worn lace. He's going to give it to you. I wore this garter the whole time I was sewing this bag. (laughs) Yeah, no. Please, no. <laughs> what have you been up to, Christy? <laughs> uh, well, Marvin and I had a, uh, we had a retrofit, I guess. Um, you know, it is good sometimes to outsource projects if you don't have time or, or whatever. So the upstairs where my office is now, I need some built-in cabinets, some built-in shelving. And, uh, you know, just in order to save on time and energy, one of Marvin's guys made us a, a, a very custom, um, very large cabinet to put in this one area where I'm going to stack all those wonderful photo albums that you guys are normally looking at whenever we're on Zoom chats, as well as games, um, puzzles, just all that kind of stuff in an area. But the one thing we didn't talk with uh, Robbie about was that it would have been better to assemble. I mean, if he wanted to go ahead and cut and prep everything at his shop, but considering the way to get up the steps is such a very small area. Um, He had the beautiful oak cabinet at our house and we could not get it up the steps. Um, So out to the back porch, it went. And we had to cut it in, in a third of it off and then get it up the steps and then reassemble it, including some extra trim pieces to cover up all the areas <laughs> that we had to cut in order for it to, you know, get up there. But I think it looks really nice. It'll be really good um, functionally. It's going to be fantastic, super heavy duty. But now I've got to sand and I'm going to stain and uh, put a finish on it and kind of get that all ready to go. And then now one we're, we've got another, a different wall to cover with more custom cabinets as well. So when y'all had to modify this cabinet to move it, what was the discussion like to decide the process of we're going to cut this or we're going to cut that? Or was it one idea or did y'all kind of go through a few options? What was that process like? Yeah, it was the three of us. I mean, we were trying to get it up the steps and we just realized we could not make the corner with as big as this cabinet is. Um, So we were each kind of throwing ideas out. Well, if we cut this section off, what that? Well, okay, if we cut that off, what will be seen from what direction? You know, the bottom third, it would be better to cut underneath the shelf as opposed to above the shelf. You know what I mean? And then 
also wanting it to be stable while we're taking it up the steps. You know what I mean? We kind of needed, we didn't want it to, not that it was going to fall apart because it was very sturdy, but we kind of had to take into consideration, oh, if we, if we cut this section off, that might work better or not work better or whatever. So we literally stood there, I know, for half an hour and walked through the whole process because we knew that once we started taking an oscillating um, tool to it or the circular saw, which is what we used as well, you know, once you've committed to that, <laughs> you need to make sure that you have a plan with how things are going to be coming apart. And he did a great job as far as everything was glued and pin nailed and super sturdy. Um, so we just had to be real particular on where we were cutting our, putting our relief cuts in order for things to, to come apart the wrong way. But I think it looks pretty good. Cool. You said he's going to be building some, some other ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Hook him up with the tape uh, measure. It's similar size. Before, before. <laughs> well, you. it was, it was, <laughs> it was, if it's perfect, it's exact, it's the perfect size, but I don't think any of us really thought through the getting it up there. Cause we got other large pieces of uh, just large pieces up there uh, of furniture, but, but yeah, that one, it was just, just couldn't quite make the tour, the turn or the corner. And I know he did, he wanted to do as much as he could at his shop, so less of a mess at the at our house, which I could appreciate that. But I'm like, that's perfectly fine. You know, we've got all of the we got all the tools here. You know, and whether it's gluing or pin nailing, because now you know there's the the little air tank upstairs with all of the attachments waiting for the next one to install. And um, but that's sure. okay. I mean, I'm excited about it. It'll look really nice and very functional. Um, so it's a win-win all around. Awesome. So what about you, Austin? Uh, just making videos, making pens. I made a bunch of, uh, Lone Star pens this week. So kind of, oh, nice. I'm, I'm in gear up mode. Like, you know, October one is when I'm like, okay, it's game time. So I'm starting to get that all prepped. I, um, actually, this was weird. I got invited to a Facebook bonus program again. Okay. And it's not a reels. Oh, nice. They are paying me to post photos oh, on Facebook. Yeah. So it's like some new program they rolled really? out. Yeah. Like two days ago. And uh, so it's like, I think it's reels. I mean, no, excuse me. It's not reels. It's photos. I think it said polls and stories I get paid for. Like all these different other, I think they're trying to huh. expand. I don't know what the hell they're doing, actually. I mean, who knows what's going on over there at meta like <laughs> they're just shooting they're in the dark testing the waters yeah, yeah they're testing more waters is what they're doing you know yeah so i posted a photo hmm. uh of my new lone star pens i'm like oh, you're gonna pay me to uh promote my pens sounds great yeah <laughs> here's a photo did it, feel, did it feel weird only having to post a photo yeah yeah i mean i mean that's yeah. what i prefer because it's actually on my pen page that they offered me this Oh, okay. Which yeah. is weird. Oh, and um, wow. And but there's an area that you can um, apply if you're interested. It's like, and so my dad did it. He got approved immediately, and uh, so <laughs> he posted. So I posted yesterday, really? and I made like five bucks overnight on the photo. Awesome. And then my dad posted one today because I told him about the program. He signed up for it, and then he's like, "Hey, they 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 did it." And I, and I was like, "Oh, well, post photos. See what happens." He's like, I just have so happened to take a photo of me holding some pawpaw seeds. I'm like, just post that. And by the, so we, he did that. And then we were sitting down eating lunch by the end of lunch, he checked it and he had made like six bucks. Really? So just like, Paid yeah, like 20 lunch. minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and so mm. it's, it's a limited time offer, but uh, it's like, I think it runs for 30 days, but so yeah, I've been goofing around with that. I've been planning out like at least 30 posts that i'm gonna post you know 30 30 photos and uh um, yeah for sure I've, you know what's funny is like i remembered all of a sudden like how easy photos are compared to, like compared to having to do an entire video for it yeah. every day oh man i used to love sitting nice. there and doing all the filtering on the photo and i would sit there and stage lights and everything and try to take like the best photo and now i'm just like oh, i don't have time for any of this stuff because real i mean it takes yeah. a lot of effort to edit a video so much yeah and so i just like snapped the photo and i was like 
all right, that's it. Like that oh, it felt so good <laughs> to just be done. So, but yeah, that's that's what I've been messing with. Awesome, man. We'd like to take a minute and thank the folks over at Patreon who help us out. If you'd like to join over there, patreon.com, Making Our Way podcast. And each week we have a little extra content that we post there. Um, on our top tier, we've got Justin from Bear Maked, Marcel Este, uh, Marion Ward from Creative Ward Gallery, Ozark Spirit, Scott Oram from Dad It Yourself DIY, and Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative. All right, tonight we're joined with Christy and Nick from the Maker Collab. Thanks for joining us. And Christy, could you kind of give us a little bit about yourself to start? Yeah, well, first of all, I think you have a lovely name, Christy. I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah. Perfect spelling. <laughs> Christy with Oak Hill Millworks. I'm uh, in central Indiana. And Nick, where are you at? Yeah, so I am in central North Carolina, and I don't know if I can handle two Christies in my life, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I got enough with one, but I love you, Christy. I love what you're doing and putting content out. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and we want to definitely dig into your new adventure with the Maker Collab University, but I think it'd be helpful if we kind of gave a little bit of the backstory of the Maker Collab, especially if there's folks out there that are thinking about trying to start an event or, you know, just kind of learning that process as far as how to do that. So, uh, Nick, can you kind of give us the the beginning stages of how how do you bring something like this to life? Well, you know, the collab, the maker collab started with a simple collab, really what it was. Christy and I uh, sort of gained friendship over a collab. We knew of each other. Uh, and I knew she did some great stuff. And I had a, a project for my sister for Christmas that I wanted done. And so I did part of the project, sent it to Christy, and she did the other. And so cool. after that whole little endeavor, I was like, you know what? That felt good. That was fun. And that, and we did our first little stupid collab of video <laughs> content together. And it's actually really embarrassing. But we'll we'll cycle back around to it at Christmas time probably this year. But um, it was really fun. And so it made us think, you know... I want to get away from the stigma that like woodworking is just that one guy in your shop or girl in your shop and it's just you and that's all you get. So I asked Christy to to do that collab and it went so well that we were like, you know what, let's share that with the rest of the community. So I'll let Christy talk a little bit about sort of how it sparked from there because once we got a hold of it and started doing it, it's been fun ever since. Yeah, it's been wild. We So we started back in uh, 2020 the year where everyone was shut down and like yep. experiencing much higher levels of loneliness and like a need yeah. for community. Um, so yeah, we launched in um, July just as a passion project. We're not, we were not a company at that point or anything like that. We just wanted to organize something and see how many pe people jumped in. And um, so our first year in 2020 had uh I can't remember how many teams finished. I think maybe 11 teams finished. Um, I think we had 17 sign up and 11 finish or something like that. And okay. it was like teams of two or three at that point. The winners of that competition like blew us away way more than we ever expected to see. And it was a team of two people who only knew each other online one was on the west coast one was on the east coast they became Amazing. oh wow the best of friends through this experience mm -hmm. they created like a two and a half foot tall walnut playable game boy oh yeah yeah i remember yes. that one this was andrew and ricky um there who won that competition and anyways from that that was just like this insane uh, like pivoting point for us where we were like, wow, we really have something, um, reached out to brands. They supported with some fun prize packages. And so now fast forward to this past year when we kind of wrapped up, um, our third or fourth, fourth year mm -hmm. doing it. And, um, to be honest, we were like, okay, this has taken a lot of our time. And as much as we love relationship. Yeah and like providing opportunities for people to use their create creativity. Um, we either have to, we we've grown so much in our own businesses um, that we are lacking time. So we either said, neither of us is okay with going just halfway on this. So we either need to hang it up or mm -hmm. go all in. 
So yeah, Nick, tell them what happened next. <laughs> well, so we we took the not having enough time and developed an entire business that now takes up all of our time. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it the rest of our content sort of took the back burner, but it's fine because it's really sort of turned into the a passion of ours. I mean, being able to see what people did with you know sort of little incentive to start with i mean the prize packs were great but they weren't all that massive but they wanted to do it just to to um sort of push themselves and sort of step outside their own boundaries and meet other people and so we've realized over the last few years that a lot of people competing in the maker club competition are people that have never been in the maker community really. And they've decided to dive in and sort of get their feet mm. wet with this friendly competition, maybe win some prizes, some tools, you know, whatever. Um, but they're coming out of it with a lot more to gain than they really realized starting into it. And so we just wanted to continue that with uh, an, an something new and a, a new direction for the maker collab coming up. Well, I'm curious about, dealing with that growth. So obviously y'all kind of made it to an inroads where you were either going all in or we're going out. What was the escalation like? So you did the first year, you've got 17 teams in or 11 finished the next year. What kind of growth did you kind of see? Was it doubling? Was it, did you get to a point where you're like, Oh wow, there's a lot of people involved in this. Um, I'm not sure. I remember the in-between years, but last year we had over 50 teams register for it. Um, we only had 34 wow. finished cause it, people kind of bit off more than they could. Chew. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Uh, yeah. I'm remembering some of the entries y'all had last year and it definitely was next level. I mean, Nick, did you ever look out and go, wow, there's a lot of talented people out here and we need to find a way to just corral all this. Dude, I, I'm completely blown away with the fact that people literally take, spend a lot of money. They yes. take a lot of time, a lot of weekends, air flights. I mean, shipping, we had teams shipping from one country to another None of that's cheap in this type of market nowadays. And so people are taking so much of themselves and putting it into this competition that it blows Christy and I away. I mean, we've been brought to tears by some of the projects that have been coming out or even just some of the stories of friendship and relationships and families and just all those stories. It, it just, it really pushes us to continue to do it. I, when Christy kept saying, you know, it's either going to, we're going to make it or break it. We're going to stop it or start it. I did not ever want to stop it. I wanted to find some way to continue to allow it to grow um, because it it means a lot. It means a lot to the community. And it's, yeah, I'm blown away by the projects. There are so many talented people out there. It it drives me crazy just thinking about it. And then, so Christy, y'all sit down, you decide we're going all in. What were those brainstorming sessions like? How did y'all decide, okay, we need to have a Discord server. We need to have these types of content providers or you know, what level of professionalism do we need in here? What were those planning sessions like? Um, I mean, I don't want to take all the credit, but it was all my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this dude was a slacker. Am I on mute? What is happening now? <laughs> the, the origin of the Maker Collab was all Nick's idea. The original competition the push to bring it year round and give more and serve more and provide opportunities for people to feel a part of something bigger than just themselves. We're building that together. It was, it was my desire in my head um, to need to get that out into the world. And I'll say from my perspective that it feels like a lot of people jumped in, got involved in community in 2020, but as things have normalized, as people have gone back to work, as you know, kids T-ball starts up less and I have found less and less community engagement necessarily. Uh, you know, what brought y'all to say, Hey, we're going to foster this. We're going to really circle the wagons and make another run at this, Nick. Well, we've seen the growth that the maker collab and the competition and the community aspect of that competition, we've seen the growth that it provides for people. And so we, and, and most of our competitors are people that are just starting out in the community. So knowing that information and knowing that there is a lack of confidence really that's all it comes down to is a lack of confidence and having that community around you is a big deal so that's what sort of pushed us to to build that community aspect of it um yeah i mean that's go ahead christy well so and i'll add on to that with last year's competition it's not just people making cool stuff 
I mean, people are making insane stuff. You yeah. all seen the prices right wheel. That's been it's been on the news. They sold it, drove it across country. Oh, we had to listen to Scott talk about it. That was torture enough. <laughs> it's insane. So, it, <laughs> so as if those stories aren't rewarding enough, just what people were able to produce. It's also like Nick hinted at. We had one guy who was just out for a walk in his neighborhood. Um, with his wife, saw a guy working in his garage with the door up, had the courage to go up to That's the awesome. stranger and say, I, I do woodworking too, and I'm really wanting to join this competition, but I need a partner. The guy said yes. Their families, their wives became best friends as well. Now they're starting a company together. Oh, wow. Well, Austin and I had talked about doing it, and it just came down to a time thing. Like When we realized how over the top people were going. We're both so competitive. I was like, dude, do you have the time to invest in this? Cause I don't know that I have the time to invest in this and be competitive. That kind of breaks my heart though, because right. it's not about winning. It's about pushing your own personal boundary. You're like wrong. It is wrong. Yeah, I, I'm wrong. always in it for winning. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> no, about. No, but you're right. You're right. You know, it kept us from having an experience. I'm telling you, We've done a few. I mean, we've done this podcast for two and a half years now, and I think it was during while I was moving shops. So I was not able to participate in the little internal, a couple of the little internal competitions that they did here. Now, it was fun. It was painful from my perspective. But what I saw and what I'm assuming you guys see a lot of is. Is contestants or participants or whatever making a point to think outside of their box, think outside of what they normally do. Okay, yeah, this looks good, but how can I step it up? How can I do more? How can I learn something else in a quick amount of time, a lot of times, to just do and and just learn more? So I think it's way beyond even just participating and making something. I think it, like you guys were saying, it's big about the community too, but I think it really makes someone grow. It, it really kind of encourages them to just learn more and do more, you know? Exactly. And we, we have some plans that we're working on developing to um, provide more opportunities in that same fun vein, um, but then make them tie back to hey, check out this video lesson with TMCU, um, that sort of thing to make it a cohesive, not just the competition separate, not just these classes separate, but how can we make those two come together? Well, let's talk about TMCU. Um, so it's the Maker Collab University. Y'all have gone up to D1 now. You started off as <laughs> Division Two. Now we're at D1. Um, what are all the parts, you know, what are all the colleges in TMCU? What are all the little facets of this group that y'all are offering? Nick? Okay. Um, so there's going to be a lot of facets of it. Um, first thing is the community aspect. So there's a, there's a paid membership and then there's a free membership. So That's us awesome. start with a free membership. What you're going to get is you're going to get the community aspect. So there's community chat on the website. There's an online community forum where you have full access to it. You can start threads you can ask questions you can answer people it's really really fun um for every video lesson there is a blog post a blog write-up you can learn a lot of information right there so if you go up to the tmcu membership uh subscription-based por portion of it it's 15 dollars a month that's going to get you all the things that i talked about plus it's going to give you all of the video lessons so on every blog there's a video lesson um Christy has a couple videos that's going to be popping up. She's got one up there right now. Um, yep. And then all the live Q&As. Anybody can go to the live Q&As. We're going to have networking nights. We're going to have uh, behind the brands. We're going to have live Q&As with instructors and just sort of experts in their field, different things. Um, TMCU memberships give you free access to all of the live Q&As, everything. Um, free members, if you want to be part of a live, you can purchase a ticket. $5 for a networking night, it's $10 for a live Q&A. Well, Christy, let me ask you this. What I hear is a lot of work. So is it just you two? Whole, like, y'all are the deans of the college and there's any other staff and administration? Um, you know, we have two helpers. Um, okay, good. Thankfully, um, 
Landon and CK, they help us out with uh, website stuff, with video stuff, with graphics, um, spreadsheets, you know, just we need the extra help. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Christy, let me ask you this. What are y'all looking for as far as you know, what's the ideal person to join TMCU? What how are the what's the questions they're asking? How are they as a community member? If you had to think up the ideal student or participant in TMCU, what are some of the traits you would look for? I think um, an ideal TMCU student would be someone who is hungry for community, who probably also has something they can offer others as well, but might need someone to speak into them and show them that they have some good stuff they can bring as well. And that's what I'm hearing. A lot of community, a lot of fostering that courage that, you know, it's okay to take the step, ask the question. That's really awesome. And so I've heard you talk about message boards. What are these forums? Where are they hosted? Is it all on the website? Is there a, a discord? What is this? Yep. Everything's on the website. We're trying our best to keep people on the site. Um, Forms on the site, videos we had thought initially, maybe we'll push those to YouTube, but nope, we want to keep people on the site. Um, That's why we're planning ahead and thinking about future things like a storefront on the site. Um, We're going to do our best. And Nick has worked very hard as our very esteemed web developer um, to put it all together so he can answer all your web questions. So Nick, let's talk about this storefront and I want to talk about the logo. Nick, who designed (laughs) the logo? Okay, let me explain that though because I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a Pittsburgh girl. I believe black and gold and that is why our logo is There we go. I knew there had to be a reason these colors were picked. Is that why we have those colors? I didn't mean to, but it's in my (laughs) subconscious because I bleed black and gold. Yeah, I, I can understand that. that. I think 65% of my shirts are purple. Um, and I don't even particularly look good in purple. What are you, a Vikings fan? N- no, I no. college football. Oh, uh, LSU. Okay. I was about to say the oh, Vikings have already fumbled twice tonight. No, frogs. Come on now. Um, well, then, okay. I'm going to ask. We have a segment we call this or that. I'm going to do it. I had a question already, but I'm going to change the teams now because Iowa doesn't play. We'll do the Steelers, <laughs> and we'll come back to that. We did not have a good opening week, that is for sure. Yeah. Well, the 49ers <laughs> look good. So 49ers. The Panthers suck always. Yes. So let me I ask know. you this. You guys rolled out September 1st, um, so two weeks or so before this episode comes out. How is the material? Is the content all available now? Is the content seasonal? What's the rollout schedule? Why would I come back month after month? Yeah, so we've got a bunch of content out right now. Um, We have been working on the schedule. Christy's been really good about building out the schedule, but uh, content's coming out weekly, um, and there's going to be live Q&As. We just uploaded a bunch of live Q&A events right now, so you can go check that out on the website and and see those. Um, They're going to almost be every single week uh, between live Q&As and networking nights. Um, There's a lot of content out there to to consume and we've got uh video content and blog posts planned out throughout the rest of the year so almost one a week for the rest of this year so one reason to stick around um would be to check out our content calendar which is on the site you can check out between that and our live events page you can see what's coming up so you know why you want to stick around and if you're just trying out as a free member Totally understandable. Not everyone, even 15 bucks a month, sometimes that's too much for someone. Um, but you might be able to pick out certain events that really appeal to you or certain speakers, and you can grab a ticket and you can come to that. Yeah. But think of the the money you would save on bad plans and miscuts and just mistakes because you're not a TMCU student. You know, you'd right? save $15 in errors a month, right? Yeah. You know what? We figured if people are paying 15 bucks for blue check marks, <laughs> they can for a community that's going to have their back. Yep. That's fired. There you go. So I wanted to dump, jump into the actual content that you guys have. Can you kind of give everybody a rundown of, I mean, what, what can they expect when they dig in there? Yeah. So we're trying to hit three main categories, pretty much maker skills, business development content, and then content creation so that we can help people document uh, what they're learning. 
Um, so those are the three main categories. And from the feedback that we've already gotten just in these first couple of weeks, it sounds like people are pretty hungry for help running their business. And that's why we have you, CPA, Christy, which is what I referred to you in all of our like business chats. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think people are also wanting help with like pricing strategies and like, okay, how to do a craft show mm. or a market and how to value your time. Um, real, like just the stuff they need to know. I mean, we're doing this because we know there's plenty of people with passion but can we help them get the resources they need so that they can actually run a sustainable business and enjoy living a life they want to live? I, I see the forum as being extremely valuable because people like to learn based on experience, right? So like Christy and I both have left our medical jobs to pursue our passions in this field. Um, and a lot of other people are doing the exact same thing. Um, and we all need experience. That's just like, I'm going to turn to Christy a lot for, uh, you know, tax information and stuff like that. Cause building a businesses, it's all, it's all based on it. And she's got all that experience and that knowledge. So it's really a place for somebody to come and have experience, like free experience given to you. And there's no better way to learn than trial and error, live by fire, die by fire and, and learn from everybody else's mistakes. Cause we've all been there. It's just now it's time to, to share it, you know? So obviously our Christy is a very unique a contributor to the TMCU catalog. Do you have plans or are there currently any other maybe non-maker resources in there that are really helping people out? Christy? Um, and we have a couple of videos um, from Vic and Dom who are, who are makers, but their focus is going to be more working with brands, monetizing your social media, um, and content creation. Um, in the future, we are going to have um, Jess with the Living Timber Co. do a live Q&A October 18th. She is really well known for her um, spreadsheet formulas that she sells. And so she is going to be diving into um, pricing strategies and helping people kind of come up with time management for social media. Um, we're mm -hmm. definitely, you know, we built up this library of think 25 videos so that we could launch one, sometimes two every single week for the rest of the year. Sure. Basically not having any proof of concept or even knowing exactly what people wanted because we didn't even want to test the market too, too much because we knew stuff like this is becoming popular and we wanted to keep it close to the chest and be the first to market on this. Um, but like I said, people, people want help with business. So we're going to be digging into just looking at our resources and seeing who we can bring on, um, to talk more about stuff like that for sure. Nick, what part of the website are you most excited about? Uh, I really like the forum. I think it's going to be a great aspect of it. And then I hope people are, you can follow people, you can have followers, you can have, you know, there's a whole members page. So you can see every member that's on the site. And I've already seen people are sending group messages and chat messages across each other. It's almost like a original AIM kind of stuff. It's just instant sure. messaging. Yeah. But that forum, I mean, you could literally, as long as it falls within our rules of conduct and, you know, respect and all that kind of stuff, keeping it family friendly, you can post any question that you want in there. That's all you have to do is post a question. And people on the, literally 24 hours into this thing launched, we had full conversations going on about businesses and developing and, and things like that. I, I, I just love it. I think it's awesome. I love that you said that y'all have rules of content. So there's obviously a charter and what the expectations are members to keep things polite and above board. Y'all are going to be able to keep the trolls out of the university. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got a lot of families that do projects together. And so we got a lot of people that uh, watch YouTube videos as a family. So we wanted to make sure that reflected in that and we don't have anything bad that, you know, our kids wouldn't want to see. Which is kind of a bummer because I really wanted to get Maker's Mark as our like main sponsor. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just and dumping everything have, like, in cool, wax. Like, Maker's After Dark segment sponsored by makers just well you can out. still do that it's 21 and above hey you have to check a box you understand what content's going That's in whole another membership plan that is that yeah. is <laughs> well then if y'all are willing could we maybe talk about some of the things on the horizon do you have anything that's you know not rolled out yet that you're excited about maybe in the coming months or even something that hey we're not there yet but 
if this really picks up steam, we would love to see something like this. The storefront is something that says coming soon on the website. So it's no secret, but the way we'd like it to operate is extremely expensive because we'd like it to operate in such a way that it's basically like Etsy and y'all can take ownership of your own pages and update your own descriptions and your own. Oh, that's what you mean by storefront. Yeah, we want to because the goal is to be a a really like a main hub. So you're going to learn with us. You're going to hang out with us. Um, We're going to give you opportunities to like look at files. We're going to have a members only resources resources page where you can access things like PDF files that are awesome CPA Christy makes um, or like Vic provided a sample media kit. So we're going to have resources that are included for members, but we'd also like to have a store where um, members can sell digital files. We're not obviously shipping things that you guys make out, but um, digital sales will be the primary focus there so that we can teach people about passive income and how to make digital files and how to sell digital files and how SEO works. And, and then they can put it into practice and make money. Like we don't want to just fluff people up. We want to help them make money. So the storefront is a big goal, but for right now we might have to uh, bootstrap it a little bit, but that's one thing. I don't know if Nick has any, what else could we hint at? Um, I mean, we've got some really good content that's going to be coming out. Um, you know, we we just want to continue to add more and more instructors um, and live Q&As to it. Anything that we can find that will grow the community and people are wanting to learn about, that's what we want to toss into it. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that. And then we can hit a little bit. We may have some additional competitions that may start showing up, awesome. sort of getting back to our grassroots. We are going to still do the the annual big competition but we may have some smaller ones that really sort of help you guys launch and, and just sort of get out of your comfort zone in different ways. That was going to be my unsolicited suggestion. I love giving people unsolicited suggestions was um, <laughs> a, either a channel that's just, Hey, free range, want to do a collab, put on here, find a connection, work on a project together or many competitions that I'm on a, a shoemaking discord. And you know, once a quarter, they're like, here's the theme for the shoemaking this, this quarter. So uh, that would be pretty neat to have because, again, back to your roots, the connection Mm -hmm. of of strangers finding each other, being pushed outside their bounds. Um, We kind of have a rule on the podcast not to talk to guests too much about stuff we've done. But Christy Austin and I met in 2020 on a Discord trying to find people in common. And they had a swap build campaign where you mailed something to someone and they had to make something out of it and then they mailed it out. And I'm pretty sure Christy never finished hers. So um, I did. I did. Don't throw shade until you got all of the stories straight. I did. All right. On the first one. I didn't on the second one, but I did. She's she's one for two. Fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 50 50 on that. Um, But I wanted to kind of touch base on uh, events like you guys are at a variety of places because I think we're BenchCon and and you got the clean sport thing coming up. I mean, what's kind of what you guys have in mind as far as the TMCU side of things with regard to events? Hmm. Clingsport Water King Extravaganza in October will be interesting because we're we're still learning who our audience is. And even after that first like welcome party Zoom that we did, we had quite a mixture of people on there. Um, um, you know, the demographics mm-hmm. ranged pretty wide, especially in terms of age. So um, I'm not exactly sure. We don't have anything immediately planned beyond Clingsport and, and WorkbenchCon, but I don't know, Nick, do you think we'll travel to other trade shows like that? You know, it it just depends. Um, you know, we're, we're really going to be based on what the community needs and what they're sort of thirsty for. So if there's something that leads us in another direction, I mean, we've got woodworking, we've got welding, we've got all of these other things. So maybe one year we'll go to Fabtech, maybe we'll go to AWFS and IWFS. Who knows? You never, you never know. You never know. You never know. What would be fun is if we would travel at some point and do like workshops, you know, like the goal isn't to, acquire members it's just to teach right on the spot 
and yeah. provide opportunities for people to connect in their local communities. That would be cool. You know, one thing that's always entertaining with you guys is what you're kicking out as far as content with TMCU and your little cartoon uh, commercial at the beginning was adorable. So naturally, I have to bring up the bus. Give us the download <laughs> on the bus and the plan. Yeah, you, you like the bus Nick, at the end? Nick. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that so, OK, so this is another one of those conversations like. I call up Chrissy. I'm I'm searching on Facebook Marketplace. Don't ever look at Facebook Marketplace, right? I was looking <laughs> on there for one specific thing. And next awesome. thing I did know, you hear that? Stay off of Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> next thing I know, this yeah. little yellow bus pops up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. And then I scroll past it and I was like, wait a second. So I instantly called Chrissy. I was like, Christy, I need some marketing budget. Like, do we have anything in the marketing? She's like, why? What do you want? And I was like, let me just FaceTime you. And I FaceTime her and showed her this. She was like, oh, that's cute. But no, we don't need that. And uh, <laughs> and there's the bus. I was like, all right, I, I'm just doing it. And we're going to use it. It's a 1965. Well, here's the story, which is, I say, how much? He says, well, guy wants 1500 for it. There was two of these little bus truck thingies. And I'm like, if you can get them down to 500 bucks, I will let you get it. And he was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> I swear to you, it was not even an hour before he was calling me again. He's like, I got it for 500. And I'm like, no, you didn't. He's like, well, no, I didn't. But I'm going to pay for the rest of it with my own money. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I gave you an impossible goal. How did you pull this off? And you're like, well, maybe well, I did. I, I called this guy and I like tugged at his heartstrings because I was like, I told him what it was about, what we were trying to do, like our whole plan of the website and the platform and all that and he was like that's that sounds awesome dude but i'm I'm not taking less than like 1200 bucks like, oh my gosh and there were two of them and he wouldn't let me take one for the other one because he's like you need the parts for one to fix the other one i'm like no i don't like i don't want any of it <laughs> but i ended up getting the yellow bus for 600 bucks and i was really excited about it um and so we've already started taking it apart we're gonna we're going to fix it up. It's a 1965 West Coaster Mailster. So it's an old mail truck. And we are going to fix it up, paint it, just completely rebuild it, put an electric motor in it. And hopefully if all goes well and Christy comes off a little bit more money, we're going to be driving it at WorkbenchCon and uh, blasting some music and driving it through the event. And then it's going to be in our booth for the WorkbenchCon. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll have to fill it with swag and everyone can come by and take a picture with the bus. Yep. There we go. That's a that is a great idea. I yeah. think it's one of the best marketing ideas I've ever had. I mean, who's not gonna forget walking into WorkbenchCon and a bus just literally drives by through the lobby, up the elevator, like everything right into the convention center. I think it's the greatest idea. When ever. you say bus and up the elevator, those don't sound like they go together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. See, I helped Phantom CNC get into the event last year. So I know the key. I know the combination to every elevator in the back. So, oh, it's getting in there. Ah. <laughs> getting in there. Shoot a little Good horn plan. and everything. Good plan. So I think we've reached a part of the podcast we call This or That, where we give the guests a few different options and see what they think. Christy, I want to start with you. What is the first piece of TMCU swag? Is it going to be a hoodie, a sweatshirt, or something else? Uh, I really was hoping I got to say this or that, but, but it, that's not how the game works. No, huh? that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Would you rather this a hoodie or that a sweatshirt? <laughs> <laughs> also the same thing. You know what? The first piece is, well, Nick made the sign, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's probably going to be a tumbler because I have oh, tumblers behind me that need to be laser engraved. There she not, is. Not all with our logo. Seven are for a client. Three are for us. Three cases. What yeah. do you think, Nick? What's the first piece of TMCU swag? Well, what I think and what I want are completely different. Because, but what I want, <laughs> I want is a hoodie with our cartoon faces on it. Have you nice. seen our cartoon logo? Yeah, yeah, I love. Y'all do such great. Look, all the way back, what y'all do great is the fake newscast, the cartoon things. Like, I love all that stuff y'all put out. Well, it's so much fun to make. Um, you and yeah. 222 people watch. Well, that. don't no. believe all the numbers because that just because everybody doesn't hit like. I mean, but. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Yeah. I, I, I want some, I want some shirts. I want some shirts. I want like the traditional collegiate looking shirt. So it just makes yeah. us look like, like I was that A guy in school. high school. Yeah. I was that guy in high school. Like when in your senior year of high school at, at our place, when you got accepted to a university or a college, you wore that shirt the day you got accepted, which okay. I did. Then yeah. the very next day, I'm like wearing the John Deere University shirt just to piss all the teachers off. Right. right. So like, I want the full, like legit college looking t-shirt. I think y'all need it. The want... logo is official as hell. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Christy threw up some ideas and we played with it and tweaked with it a little bit. That, that logo took a little while to, to come up with, but I think we landed on something pretty cool. Well, speaking of the college try. I how you tell the stories. And I... <laughs> what? So what is wrong with it? <laughs> Are y'all married? Because this sounds like a conversation with me and my wife. No, Nick <laughs> cleaned it up, but I made it. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, you get to go first uh, this time. You know, Speaking of the old college <laughs> try, who does TMCU want to play first in making? Do you want to play the University of Alabama or the Pittsburgh Steelers in a table build-off? Oh, Steelers right now suck. Well, Alabama sucks too, but Steelers <laughs> sucks. I'm probably going to bet the Steelers. <laughs> All right, and Christy, who are you taking the SmackDown to? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to argue. I'm going to agree and say Steelers <laughs> half because I know we could beat them, and the other half because I just want to meet some of them. <laughs> Nick, you mentioned earlier, and, and Christy, you're going to need to answer this too. Uh, Nick, you mentioned earlier that the the message boards and everything was kind of like that original aim. What was your original aim username? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I think that mine was, was, was Ra the Sun guy. Ago that was? <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. It's like, <laughs> like it was that. And then my MySpace page. Um, I don't remember. I was a drummer in high school, so I had to do something with drumming. Okay. Don't remember though. Oh, what's funny is no matter what you say, no one will be able to prove otherwise. So give us something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in college, I was always I went to NC State, so I was stated wolf. Stated wolf. All right. So that was me. What about you, Christy? Mine was boring. Mine was just my first initial and my maiden name. Okay. That's it. But I look like my sister's. It's way more entertaining. Hers was Psycap 99, which stood for chocolate ice cream and pretzels 99. Oh, my Lord. Chocolate ice cream. <laughs> hey, no matter how I you like get there. Her. Look, it's funny you say that because, like, my, my handle is just Dean Duplantis. And I struggled a long time to come up with what's my Instagram handle going to be? What's it going to be? And finally, I was like, if Duresta is good enough for Jimmy Duresta, why is my name not good enough for me? Yeah. So first initial, last name. It plays. That's awesome. <laughs> so normally we do a three tools question where we ask you guys about your workshop tools, but I'm going to switch it up. And what are the first thing, for the first three things that somebody should check out in the TMCU? Hmm. I'm going to say the videos and the blog posts, and then I'm going to say the forum. All right, Christy. Yeah, I'm going forum since that's accessible to everybody. And that's where you're going to meet people. And then I'm going to say live events page because that's how you get to network face to face, you know, on Zoom. And then videos. You're a terrible marketer because you went straight for all the free things we give away. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about marketer funnel, and free things man. we give away. You Would you them. encourage people to come into the page as a free member just to check it out and then maybe get a little FOMO for the uh, paid content? So that's what I've been doing. I talk to a bunch of customers every single day and anybody that ever hints that they're trying to learn, they have an, an eagerness to learn. I'm like, look, check out the, the Maker Collab University. You can go on the forum for free. And that's where people are making that first connection is on the forum. I, just being unaware of an answer and just jumping on there and asking a question, it's the easiest thing you can do. It's it's like a Reddit Except, you know, you can you can really have a community Reddit. You're just going to get a bunch of trolls and you don't know what you're going to get. But in here, I mean, you can see everybody. You sort of almost start to learn everybody's names and sort of find that community in that family. That's awesome. Well, Nick and Christy, one other thing. Why don't you tell people where they can find the Maker Collab you, where they can find the info if they're interested and then end with um, what your handles are if they want to check out your individual content. Christy, why don't you um, give us that detail? Yeah, so for all you eager learners who might need a place to call home, please uh, consider visiting themakercollab.com. 
Um, and anywhere on social media, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, we are the Maker Collab. And where can they find your individual content? You can find me, Christy, at Oak Hill Millworks, all and over Nick, the place. What about yourself? Yep. And I am at Stated Woods on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok sort of falling off, but that's what I'm, I'm everywhere. Yeah. And if you want some real jealousy, check out Nick's workshop. It is a thing of beauty. Well, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And anyone interested, go check out the Maker Collab again. They have a free access so that you can get in, see what kind of conversations going on. You can see the calendar, the types of events that are coming up. If you're interested in it, 15 bucks is worth it for the month versus uh, buying the individual tickets, in my opinion. And again, $15, you're probably wasting that in wood anyway. So um, go ahead, check it out, see what they've got going on. Uh, maybe make some really interesting things for Christmas gifts this year. You never know. Uh, Nick, Christy, thank you both so much for joining us. Ah, thanks for having thank us, guys. You. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good night. We like to say thanks to our middle tier patrons. We've got Tony Langer from Langerworks, Brenda McDonough from McDonough Design, Susan Duplantis from Hearth and Garden Art, Stephanie Taddeo, Kyle with Footwork Woodworking, and Greg with Platte Valley Woodwork. Well, Christy, we're lucky enough that we already have a professor from the Maker Collab to you as one of our co-hosts. <laughs> um, if nobody's picked it up or you've been living under a rock, uh, Christy Tax Tip Christy Steinman CPA is one of the teachers at Maker Collab U. And these are the kind of things they're offering uh, beyond the baker, the you know, the basic uh, the basic making stuff is also growing your brand, building a business, and part of that is uh, being financially responsible, doing your taxes and understanding your fiduciary responsibilities. So Christy, what kind of content are you providing to the Maker Collab U as one of their tenured professors? Yeah, you know, and I was going to request that you guys start referring to me as professor. I think that would just be, uh, that'd be a nice touch in the podcast here. But anyway, um, so my, the first uh, the first video that I have on their platform is business startup basics. So I'm walking people through in much more detail. I mean, that first, that first video is like 10 minutes long, which might not sound like much, but when you're just like sitting there talking, it is a it is a very detailed process of setting up your business and just the steps that someone should go to from the very beginning. It's it is very basic because I realize that it's this is not something that most folks in um, that have a business they don't know what they need to do from the very beginning. Um, so I start out with the very basic process of setting up a business. And then uh, the one that will be my second video, which will be posting in October, is uh, bookkeeping basics. And that one went for a full 15 minutes. It is much deeper and uh, meatier. Now, the one of the other benefits, and I know Christy and Nick talked about, there's also live Q&As. So I'll be able to, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what the date is off the top of my head, but there will be an evening when... I'm on the Zoom, the TMCU Zoom, or we could talk through any questions that folks have from that video. Unless you want to bring it up in the forum, that's always an option too. So one thing I wanted to say, so you're waiting to release the deeper and meatier video till October, like real scary season stuff there. <laughs> then what yeah. is your commitment to the well, forums and- as a teacher or as a professor or a knowledge expert? What is the commitment that you have to the forums to go check and reply? Yeah, it's set up really nice to where it gives me notifications when people are it like I can choose which areas I want to follow and get notifications from. But I check in regularly, at least daily, uh, you know, if folks have questions on my topic or other things, because there's stuff that I want to learn about, um, you know, we've had Brittany on here that did the epoxy. And so she's got a video about, you know, five epoxy mistakes. I think what's the name of it. So there's stuff in there that I want to watch in detail as well and interact with on the forums. But, but yeah, so my second video is uh, bookkeeping basics and I'm trying to make sure it's, it's covers a wide swath of, for folks that, don't have a bookkeeping or an accounting background. I want it to be um, user-friendly. 
And then there too, a Q live Q&A will be um, scheduled in October. And then in, in November, I've got two videos coming up, uh, income and expenses for business, and then uh, year-end planning is the one that's also in November. So, so there too, so folks can hopefully learn and understand and and I'm always open for questions, whether, um, you know, in the forums or wherever, because I want Patreon. folks to understand what they're doing or on our Patreon or anything. Yeah. So if I'm they have a class on Wi-Fi 101, you should definitely take that one. Oh, my God. Well, here's the funny thing is at, I'm not at my house. You guys know I'm not at my house recording, but at my house right now. There is Starlink internet working a zillion times better. So the the ironic thing is the first week where I've got a different internet. Oh, you've got house, Starlink I'm now. I'm not actually new. there. So yes. Oh, yes, cool. it is new. Thanks, Elon. Because I had to up. <laughs> yeah. So I had to upload. Um, like last month, whenever I uploaded my first video, it took a god awful long time and i was afraid i was gonna like have to go down to mcdonald's like 30 miles away <laughs> just to be able to upload it hey you joke about that from when, my house when we moved to houston we didn't have internet in the house we were living at and Kristen went to mcdonald's to fill out job applications not at mcdonald's yeah, but like physically sat at mcdonald's to fill out application <laughs> for accounting jobs well christy so you've got a few courses planned out how is this going to work is it just a never-ending edition of you know, here's another video, another video, or do you see this as packages? Like, Hey, here's this content. And then we're going to talk about this subject over here. What are your goals for your course or how you present yourself? You know, I've really not thought a whole lot farther than this year, as far as what's on the agenda. Um, but, and I think really it's because I want feedback. I want to find out what folks want to hear about and want to learn about because, um, you know, it's a time commitment, obviously. So sure. I want to be as benefit. I want to be as helpful as possible. So before I get too far down the road thinking, oh, January is going to be this or February is going to be that or whatever, I'm looking forward to these, at least these first couple uh, live Q&A chats just to kind of get a feel for folks because, if it comes back that, oh, my God, Christy, you were way over my head. I didn't understand a word you were saying. OK, then that tells me where I need to either dial it down or kick it up a little bit. Or if some folks have been around the block a long time and they already know how to do all this kind of stuff. OK, well, what is maybe some more advanced um, education or content that I can kick out there? Because I really enjoy doing it. I, I do. I've always enjoyed making the YouTube videos for any of my projects, it's usually just a kind of a time crunch. But, uh, you know, the one one of the main reasons why I quit my job and I'm doing this full time is because I want to help people. And I know that might sound corny or whatever, but I enjoy helping folks understand what they're doing in their bookkeeping and what they're doing in their businesses, because it's not something that's necessarily taught in school as far as even, you know, most folks don't have entrepreneurial, you know, classes or whatever to do this, sure. have a passion and a love and they pursue it. And so many makers start off as a maker and end up in a business without realizing that's what they were turning into. So, you know, they don't have that right. mindset going in. Yeah, it, it's definitely um, a unique niche and I want to definitely help as much as I can to um, hopefully make it easier for folks. So the question I have for you, Christy, not teacher Christy, but for you, where do you direct someone? Okay, they have questions they don't understand. I have questions, I have questions, I have questions. Where have you established the line's going to be, well, you need professional help and not psychologically, you need professional accounting help versus, you know, there's only so much they can learn online. Eventually, they reach a point where they need you know, a professional to handle this avenue. So have you kind of thought about that process and how you're going to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what Steinman Accounting Services LLC is, I provide accounting services, bookkeeping services for businesses, not necessarily just makers or content creators, but I definitely have a have a passion for that area in particular. 
So I do also offer those type of services, paid services. I mean, because I'm, that's my job. Um, so if someone is at the point where they either A, don't want to do their own bookkeeping or B, realize that they um, don't have the time, energy or knowledge base to do it, then um, then I'm absolutely open for anybody to, um, you know, to have a conversation as far as how can I help them do their bookkeeping for them so that by the end of the year, you know, a first few weeks into January, they're ready to prepare their income tax return. They're not, you know, spending weeks of April worrying about the prior year's income tax preparation. So yeah, that is what my business is. It is the bookkeeping services to help folks get prepared to file their tax returns as well as get reports that they can use. Because I realize not everybody wants to actually do their own bookkeeping. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, please give us a review and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. So reach out to us on Instagram at Making Our Way Podcast or on Patreon. You can find all of our latest individual content on Instagram or YouTube. I'm at High Caliber Craftsman. Dean is at Dean underscore Duplantis. And Christy is at Twisted Twine Woodworking. Lick it, stick it, see you later, bye. we like to say thanks for our patrons. Over on the first tier, we've got Jacob from Griffin Bakes, Jacob from Other Dog Design, Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts, Eric from Overall Makerworks, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Dave Bauer, Caitlin Landerno, Morley Kurt, Doug Grant Alexander, Jen Griffin, The Black Sheet, Brian from Moonshine Leatherworks, Makeshift Podcast, Maritime Knife Supply, Jay-Z and D from Just Mike DIY, Henry from HT1 Metalworks, Brad Harrison from Brad's Custom, Steve Delaney from One Old School Pirate, Kelsey Watson, Dan Gallagher from Goofballs by Dan, Chris Powell from Full Steam Design, Stephanie and Waffles, Matthew from Archigino Sorio, and Rebecca Johansson and Ira Housework. 